Hey, 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 welcome back to Spilling the GNT. You're here with Bolo. And Dr. Tom. Now, we're here to give you the opinion you never really asked for. But we're giving it anyway. That's right. Now, Bolo here's a performer. Hey, hey, hey. And Tom here's a psychiatrist. Hmm. And we're here to give you our professional, professional? professional review on RuPaul's Drag Race UK. Are you ready? I'm more than ready. Let's get into it. So, Thank a you. quick sum up of who we are. I am a performer. Mm-hmm. And Dr. Tom is a psychiatrist. Allegedly. Allegedly. And we just break down the RuPaul series. Um, well, basically, we've got to break down anything that's popular culture. Yeah. Right now, we're focusing on RuPaul's Drag Race UK. Because we love this show. We're incredibly passionate about it. So. And we come at it from different angles. Of course, I look at the uh, performance factor, the skills factor, that kind of that kind of thing. And, that's right. You bring, and what are you looking at? You bring your experience and I bring mine. So, like, I'm not here to label anybody. I'm not here to diagnose anybody. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. I guess just interested in interpersonal interactions and how things play out with these colourful and fascinating characters. And every now and then I'll ask Tom the question, what? <laughs> the question usually, usually, start, usually starts with this. It usually starts with, so what would... What would a therapy session, what would a therapeutic <laughs> conversation sound like with said person? Basically, I'm I'm trying to, FYI, if I ever say that, you're very lucky. You're getting a free therapy session. <laughs> Before Tom here goes private and opens his <laughs> private consultation, a kind of business. Before things you, get very expensive. Yes, you guys are very lucky. You're, you're getting free help. <laughs> free advice so I know Tyra tuned into last week's show yeah. Tyra, Tyra, Tyra drop me a line <laughs> drop me a line Tyra I'm not even serious drop us a line Tyra <laughs> we would love to oh my gosh how excited would we be to hear from the Tyra Sanchez yes now everyone knows I love her I had to de- okay first, I had to defend Tyra oh you defended I'm her constant, honor I am constantly defending Tyra so <laughs> we went to so the reason that um the podcast is probably going to come out a bit late today is because mm-hmm. um we couldn't podcast last night um, we had to. We went to a report drag race quiz, didn't we? Like I said, we had to. We had to go to report drag we had race to. quiz, and we lost. We didn't lose. We came second no. by one point. Second place is the first loser. We had a lot of fun. It was a great experience. But tell us about we lost. you. You had to. Another we bitch lost. was coming for Tyra Sanchez okay, again. Yes. Like you had to defend from her. last week's podcast. You have to know, and a lot of people, a lot of people won't agree with me. I don't care. I'm a huge fan of Tara Sanchez, and so of course, one of the questions that came up in the quiz that we went to last night was, "Who pushed the wreck over in in season two, um, the wedding challenge?" Uh-huh, uh-huh. And it was Tatiana, who was. I think was the real bitch of the season. Well, Let's be honest. It was an intriguing. There were a lot of strong characters that season, and I think that the bitch baton sort of passed between, between at times Tyra was, and Tatiana was, and at times Raven was. That bitch baton, and then Jujubee was there for fun shade. Yeah, but, yes, so, so what was I saying before you interjected? <laughs> so, <laughs> About, I don't know what you like to do. Yeah, how you said that... Um, Tatiana was the yes. So, 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 um, so the question was who pushed the wreck over mm-hmm. in that episode, and the answer was Tatiana. And everyone except for, a, a, I think there was one group next to us that agreed with us because when uh, when the host said the answer, he goes, "The answer is Tyra," and yeah. I was not having it. Okay, <laughs> you, I was, you, I was, <laughs> was not. I don't like, no, It was Tatiana. It was like an I'm Spartacus moment. You got up and you're like, no. <laughs> Objection! <laughs> Objection, Your Honor. Um, <laughs> that reminded me of um, 
uh, the episode with uh, Alaska Jinx and Roxy. <laughs> yeah. What's your character? Ah, uh, just a bitch. <laughs> Sorry, I, I digress. So I was like, no, it was Tatiana. And he was like, his answer. He said, no, the answer is, is Tara. And yeah, I was like, yeah. no, it's Tatiana. And then he, that, that bloody host goes, puts his hands <laughs> to his ear. What's the answer, everyone? Everyone yells out, Tyra. But isn't this kind of indicative of how people like to get on the bashing Tyra bandwagon? Oh, yes. Because the facts are, and we had the videotape to prove it, and he, to his credit, he watched the tape back and he corrected himself and made an announcement. Yes, so well, give- I, I, after that round, I marched up with, <laughs> I'm not even lying. Yeah. I was so angry for that whole next um, segment of mm-hmm. questions that I was like, I'm going to take the answers up because I wanted to tell him I will play the Netflix and I will put on the, the, the <laughs> subtitles because because Tatiana says it in you, the confessional. Yeah. She goes, well, Tyra decided to, to roll mm-hmm. it over. So I thought I would push it over. How about that? So I was ready to play the subtitles with Tatiana saying that. And I marched up and I was about to say, and he goes, hi, we've just done our research. Yes, we found out the answer actually is Tatiana. We're going to make uh-huh. an announcement. And I was like, oh, but then I played it off like, oh, <laughs> as if I forgot all about the whole thing. Oh, are you still on there? Oh, sorry. Well, here's my answer. I didn't, didn't I- think anything of it. And you said to him. Thank you. <laughs> Choices. <laughs> um, so we, no, yeah. So um, that was it. The, the quiz was fun. It was I, don't, a lot I of don't fun. Like, I'm, I'm not a big fan of losing. Um, we came like we came second, and to be honest, like we chatted to the the yes. guys who went after us, the really cool guys. Oh, they're, they're, yeah, they're a cool and guys. They were worthy winners, and we tip our hats to them. It was it was very much the same here. Like apparently, it was one of the guys was the guru who knew all about RuPaul's Drag Race, and then the other one was doing a beggar. He was there for the fun, <laughs> and I was to be let's be honest, I was the beggar, and like Tom you... was giving all the answers, and then I answered maybe one question. Untrue, guys. Untrue. I was I was waiting for like a lip sync session. So I was trying to rest yeah. my legs. I hurt my ankle <laughs> at, the gym, at, at the gym. I was okay. There's going to be a lip sync moment. Okay, this is this is it. This is me. I'm going to do it. And there was no lip sync challenge. You put me forth as a performer. I had to wear that toilet roll dress, which well, was the most chic of all. <laughs> well, that was it. We had a fun time. Um, we actually got into a conversation with the guy Nick Swartz, who's from New York. Yes. He gave us a bit of information he about gave us some tea. Um, some tea. So he we're going to lovely guy stick with us at the end of the podcast. You guys mm. will hear what he said. But also, you know, the, the question I love to ask people is. What is the difference between US yes. and UK drag, and who were you voting for? And that's what I, I love to say. Mm. Um, so we also asked the winners, um, the yes. one the one that beat us, who yes. made us losers. <laughs> um, <laughs> not that we're better. No. I'm not better. I'm not crazy. <laughs> um, we we interviewed them as well. Um, no, we did have a good uh, kiki with them afterwards, and they were great yeah, guys. They were lovely. All right, so let's get into the episode. Stay near the end. We're gonna play um, our mob casting mm. little sound bites for you guys, um, and you get to hear what they had to say about. Their opinions, basically, on yes. RuPaul's Drag Race. Always love to chat to a super fan, don't we? We always love chatting to people, mm-hmm. yeah. So let's get on to it. So this is episode six, am I correct? Episode six of RuPaul's yes. Drag Race. Um, and it was a good episode. Let's break down the first thing. Um, Blue Hydrangea, being the, the, the sly shady queen, asks the question to the Vivian and Davina de Campo. And yeah. she says, basically, um, who would, would you... St- who would you have chosen yeah. for your group to the Vivian? Now, the Vivian has just come off a lip sync, so she should not be confident at all. She asked who she would have chosen, mm-hmm. and that kind of set the kind of tone, um, kind of put the ball rolling in place between um, setting up the confrontation between the Vivian and um, Vivian the Camper. Yes, and this is in no way producer-driven. I don't think Blue was asked to ask this question at all. But still, it, it triggered the confrontation that we've been waiting for all season. <laughs> 
Vivian, if you had won the reading challenge yesterday, would you have still picked the same team? No. I would have picked you. Really? 100%. I'm not stupid. I probably would have picked... the past 15 years choreographing shit, directing stuff, writing music. None of you seem to know that I fucking do this stuff. Yeah. <laughs> Wake the fuck up. I have a shit ton of skills. It's like fucking hell, girl, chill out. I think maybe her choreography might be a bit more fresh. And yet, ours was the one that won. I have more skills than any of these other bitches. And yet, apparently, I don't exist to Vivian. Hi. How are we? I'm all right. Are you OK? Well, yeah, I am. I'm just always last on the list with you. Huh? Because you discounted me. You didn't think that I had any, like, I was gonna no voguing skills. I was going to pick you next. But not as a choreographer. And you clearly don't value what I do as a drag queen. And that is also fine. I'll be 100% honest with you. Now that I've seen you here, you are 20 times the drag queen you are in the outside world. Because for the past 10 years, I've seen Davina in a red wig and a silver dress. Bullshit, Vivian. And I know exactly. Bullshit. But I've, I've Bullshit. seen... A red wig and a silver dress? I don't think. Oh, whatever. You've just won the challenge. I'm so proud of you for that. And I'm trying to tell you that I would have chosen you, Cheryl and Bagger. You're not hearing that. I'm hearing anything no, no, but you're hearing. Off. You're hearing I wouldn't have chose you first. And you're fucking pissed about that. Tell me anybody else in this workroom who has a four and a half octave range. Tell me anybody else who can sing in five languages. Tell me anybody else who can do that all while doing the splits. Tell me anybody else who has 15 years of experience of directing production shows. Wow. If you want to kick off because I didn't choose you first, you kick off, that's your prerogative. Yes, so we've been saying the last episodes, haven't we? We've seen the last podcasts yeah. that there's something with the Vivian and um, Davina the Campo because we can see and we know that they are both quite seasoned queens. Mm-hmm. Davina the Campo has to be one of the most well-known drag queens in the UK. Let's 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 call it call a spade a spade. Yeah. That's exactly what it is. And so um, the Vivian. Didn't, and this this dates. I can hear the alarm going off. I think it's the fabulousness alarm. I think we've yeah. triggered it again. Woo! <laughs> you got woo mail. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's it's G and T mail. Is it our neighbours? Should we pause? Or should we should we go see what's happening? Can you? I don't know if you can hear on the podcast, alarm. but there's an alarm going off. We need. Oh, oh. it's off. Thank you, thank you. The respect. Cool. They, they heard they, it. They're, they're listening aware, yeah. to the podcast <laughs> and they turned it off. Thank, thank you, fans. They're thank on the you. live feed. Yeah. Um, so what? No, so we were saying that uh, in the last episodes, we we did cover that the Vivian and the the blue. Sorry, the Vivian and the Vivian the Camper yeah. kind of were two lionesses, yes. kind of eyeing each other out. And at every opportunity that the Vivian had, let's be real, mm-hmm. she never would rank the Vivian the Campo highly. Well. I guess the the most telling episode was episode two when she literally had to rank everybody in order, didn't she? Yes. And we picked up at the time, it seemed like it was a bit of a power move to put Davina in the middle when Davina really should have been up at the top. Yes. And we all knew that, really. Um, So I think perhaps Davina has had a degree of sensitivity to uh, Viv's actions and words since then. And I think she's been maybe looking for opportunity to bring this up. You know, she's... 
Uh, we know that Davina is her own worst critic. We've mm-hmm. seen her tear herself down before other people have torn her down. But today, she really flips it, doesn't she? And that, that criticism comes out as anger. Yes. So, so what happened is that um, Vivian said that she would have chosen Cheryl Hole. Yeah. And then there was a a slight hesitance with who her second person would be. Mm-hmm. And Davina, having just come off a win... Yes. Have improved herself throughout the competition mm-hmm. and obviously has been harboring this kind of bitterness towards the Vivian because of what she has been doing in, in regards to not giving her credit for what she's been doing. Finally, says, Okay, um, and then she lets it out basically saying, yeah. You guys seem to not know what I do, that yeah. I choreograph, that I direct, that I'm a singer. Mm-hmm. Um, you guys, and I think she says you guys, but it's mostly directed, I feel, at the Vivian because every yeah. other queen, even after this argument, we have Bagger saying, um, Vivian's my best friend in the competition, mm-hmm. but I actually agree with Davina De Campo. That's right. She is, she is that queen. Blue yeah. Hydrangea says the same thing. Everyone, yeah. everyone seems to acknowledge Blue- that. Blue and the, yeah, the Blue. Vivian is so so great. Sorry, not the Vivian. Uh, everyone seems to acknowledge that Davina is this entity, this amazing drag queen. Mm-hmm. Everyone except for the Vivian. Yeah, as you mentioned, Blue and Cheryl kind of put themselves in this diplomatic kind of de-escalation role, don't they? They try to appease Davina because she's clearly boiling mad and say maybe now is not the right time to bring it up. And Davina's like, no, now is exactly the right time to bring it up. Mm. Um. And Viv sort of returns to her, aware that she's upset her. Um, and Viv seems to return in the spirit of reconciliation. She comes, gives her a hug, gives her a kiss, says, you're right, love, kind of thing. And Davina continues to escalate. She 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 gets to the point where she, um, she kind of, I think, two things to be aware of here. Davina's off a win. Viv is off having her confidence shaken and being in the bottom two for the first time and having won a lip sync. I really do feel like Davina chose a poor moment because she's kind of kicking Viv when she's down and she kind of backs her into making this criticism. She says the thing about her, you know, Viv actually kind of gives her a backhanded compliment and says, on this show, you're 20 times the queen. I've seen you on the outside. I've always seen DDC in a red, red wig and a silver dress. And that really makes... Because instead of saying the compliment... Bullshit, Vivian. Bullshit, (laughs) Vivian. Instead of saying the compliment that's in there, she perceives the the criticism. And we really do see like a little bit of narcissistic injury, I think, here with Davina. Um, I I have to take a performer ego mm. can i can i can i give it to you from my perspective i would love to there is always in any production in any dance company there's always two the two the two greats yep and they will always yeah. be acknowledged by everyone else but they won't acknowledge each other they won't they won't they will never say oh she's a good singer mm-hmm. oh she's a good dancer they'll always oh, they won't they won't talk bad about them but they just won't acknowledge them yes. and that is the price of having two divas now i've been in a musical <laughs> <laughs> where please do tell well <laughs> tell our listeners like uh, i've been in a, i've been in a musical where um there was one guy and we were uh, we were both we were both i'd say like leads or supporting leads but we both had a, a big role in uh-huh. it and he's a I, I would i would be the first one to say he's a great singer 
but I he he did not have my range, so <laughs> I was always given the the, the tenor. He hasn't got the I, range. I, I was also a better dancer, mm-hmm. but he he had been doing musicals longer, so he had more of a name in in in, in that in the musicals. Anyway, so we got. Like it, it got to a point where like I didn't acknowledge him, he didn't acknowledge me, mm-hmm. and it came up a, a small, a little small thing happened. The smallest, I cannot remember what it was, but it ended up with him going. Um, he was backstabbing me. He was saying, "Oh, I, you know, Paulo's this, 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 this," and I heard him, so I ran up because he was talking to the choreographer. Ran I ran up to him, and, the director, and I'm like, "Hold up, no, 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 don't!" And then, and then we had a big fight, and then he pushed my hand, and it ended up. <laughs> Oh no! <laughs> I've never heard this story, listeners. <laughs> With a choreographer had to push us apart. Oh my god! People had to get in between us, and then he had, they had to take him to the back, and then I was I sit I was sit down with the choreographer. And then I was just fuming, and then I was like, "Did I just get into a fight?" Like, because he was backstabbing you behind your back. Like the the, the biggest thing is the performance ego is a real thing, mm-hmm. the, the real thing, and and the performance art, performing arts is so like competitive uh-huh. that you want validation, that you and and also you want to be the uh, I I did I wanted to be better than everyone, uh-huh. um, and when someone doesn't acknowledge that or someone tries to bring you down, mm-hmm. then you just your everything's amplified your emotions are amplified if it's anger your anger just goes times a hundred yes so, i mean you're dealing with a lot of people who are very passionate about their work it's a very competitive industry and you got to say and there's not be, many part there's not many mm-hmm. roles available so there's a lot of people going for that one role or yes. a lot of people going to be the best that one thing but only one person not many not not a quite high percentile is allowed in and i think the other thing that's going to play into those emotional flare-ups is let's call a spade a spade in order to be drawn towards the performing arts in order to succeed in the performing arts you've got to be you've got to have a few narcissistic personality traits yep and those traits although they can get you far because they allow you to push yourself and prove yourself they can also leave you vulnerable to criticism Mm. Um, because there could be a little bit of fragility there. And that's what we're seeing in DDC today. And that might be what we saw in you and your, no. <laughs> your colleague. I, <laughs> I just, yeah. It's yeah. There's been there's a lot of there's a lot of drama behind the scenes in any performing arts. I don't care. You don't see it, but it's happening. There's think, um. It's also like tall pop. I feel like it's tall poppy syndrome. Is that a thing? Do you know what that is here? Yeah, I get what you mean. Yeah, tall it's, poppy it's syndrome. It's tall poppy because every time. In, in the past year, but every time DDC says or does something great, mm-hmm. Vivian's the first person to then acknowledge her, but also acknowledge her in the sense of saying, come off your high horse. All you do is talk about yourself, and that's why we're not interested. Now, she said that in the past. Like, every time... So, she, she I feel like she acknowledges how good, how good she is, but she, she, she wants to cut her down to be the same as everyone else. I see, I see. And again, the spirit of competition is going to play into that. Nobody wants to see somebody else shining so much brighter mm. than themselves or growing so much taller i should I don't, say the vivian when the vivian was when the vivian said that she she would definitely choose cheryl yeah um over davina the camper davina the camper is like i've choreographed i've directed and then she said well i just thought cheryl would um her choreography is going to be more fresh yeah i don't i have i don't the way I feel about it is this. I don't know why people marry youth appeal or youth with being fresh. A lot of the fresh choreography doesn't come from the young'uns. It comes from those who know their shit 
Bob Foss, the Fossey, he he wasn't until his thirties until he came up with um, his unique, amazing mm. style that took Broadway by storm. That's not inspired. Like a lot of the choreography that I've seen, when they say is it's fresh, mm. like her, hers is fresh because she's younger. And I know it was obviously she was making the the youth appeal. She's younger. She's gonna bring fresh choreography. Yeah. you're being in the game. No, like even when like when. When I was looking at Cheryl's choreography for I Wanna Break Up, Baba, yeah. um, I have seen that move done by every single gay person and every single gay club and yes. every single gay ho- like no that, that's not that's not fresh. Ironically, people have yeah. been doing that move since forever. There was nothing fresh about it. Mm. I'm not saying there's anything fresh about um Davina the Canvas choreography, but the, at least Davina the Canvas choreography mm. A made sense. B was simple and it fit the brief. Yeah, it was smarter. But it was smarter. I don't. Definitely. I don't understand why. I mean, for me, that was a cop out. That was Vivian copping out, saying, "Oh, I, ch- I would have chosen her because I think I think her choreography would have been fresh." Know what you're talking about, Vivian? Because I, youth appeal does not mean fresh. She's expressing her opinion. I think what we're overlooking here as well is the real victim of this was Blue because Blue wasn't chosen at all by the Vivian, but she didn't make a big deal out of that. Um, and again, what we're seeing here is DDC's um, narcissistic injury coming to the fore. However, the next day, DDC says something very important, I think. Although I think she's saying it rather than feeling it because it does come up again. She says, um, I gave it too much. I gave your comment too much power and I shouldn't have. Uh, that's the correct thing to say. But I don't think she's feeling it at this point because it's not the last time it comes up. But it's true. If DDC was that secure in her um, position in the competition and with her talent, she would not give so much credence um, to Viv's comments and she would have let it go. And she'd be like, all right, that's your opinion. Do you know what? I did win the last challenge and I'm a front runner in the competition. So, and she could have left it there or been silent. Mm. It's, it's like once you open Pandora's box and all those emotions. I love box. You, so do I. <laughs> um, once you open it, you, I feel like all the feelings have to come out before yeah. you can just be fully like, okay, I'm over it now. Yeah. And I just don't think maybe it was. Mm-hmm. Maybe she had a little bit more to say and give before she was like, okay, we're cool now. Yeah. Yep. Um, so this, this this isn't the last that we hear about it because it, it does come up again. But I do want to say that the Mexi challenge for this week is that the ladies have to create and market their own brand of bottled water. So yeah. they're in charge of the name. They're in charge of packaging, yes. producing, and they're starring in their own commercial. There's a lot to do, isn't there? It's a really yes. busy challenge. Like you say, packaging, producing, writing, looks, um, everything. Um, so before we actually get down and break down the commercials there's a few moments that we need to again have a look at now there was a time in the workroom where Cheryl was having a little moment um, to herself she obviously nothing was coming natural to her this isn't her forte it's not her forte it's not dancing it's it's creating it's marketing it's it's branding so she's having a discussion with um, is it Blue Hydrangea because they're besties at the moment yes about what she wants to do Mm -hmm. and there's an interjection by the Vivian who puts her hand up. She just raised her hand. She's a she good raised, girl. She, she, exactly. She raised her hand. So it's consensual. <laughs> it's consensual conversation. It's consensual conversation. Because May I interject? She asks. <laughs> I know you're speaking, but I want to speak. So you should listen. And she says, um, 
Great advice, by the way. She goes, can I interject? Mm-hmm. I just think that we've seen this whole Cheryl Essex thing yeah. every single week. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's time to mix it up a bit. And I think that was actually really, really good advice. Yeah. I, How- think, I think it is good advice because Cheryl does that character, which is potentially really entertaining, but she kind of sleepwalks her way through it, doesn't she? Mm. She just like does it without adding a little bit of extra humor and dazzle and stuff. She kind of like brings out the same quotes. The same and, quotes. It's yeah. the same level. There's nothing yeah. exciting. There's yeah. nothing new. There's nothing that she's adding to it. Yeah. It's just the same. It's like a template. Yes. The same template for her. Yeah. Vivian's basically saying, get rid of that template. Can we see something new? I like the reference to the Welsh accent being a Welshman myself. Obviously, it was the South Wales accent that she was doing. Remember she said, do that Welsh accent again. That was funny. And she does a really, really ropey Welsh accent. And it's funny. Is it? Was it a Welsh? It was You're her, Welsh, aren't you? I am. But I'm from North Wales. And she was doing a South Walesian accent. I'm from North Wales. Like the hold up, of- hold up. One of my besties, Kai's from yeah. South Wales. It took me f- a few months. <laughs> I don't know if you're listening. It took me a few months to actually understand what he was saying. Uh-huh. Because I was... Kai's got quite a strong accent. He's, he, you've met Kai. Kai's got the strongest accent. Very, very handsome guy. I mean, watch out if he's if he's, if he's in your town grinder. His grinder goes, oh, I'm, I'm, I'm calling what it is. He's a, he's a good, Kai's a good looking guy. Everyone knows it. He's a beautiful guy. But I, it took so long for me to understand what the hell he was saying. And like, now I can finally understand. And then we always joke about like, do you remember the time that we met? I didn't know what you were saying. Like, I, I did the whole smile and nod uh-huh, uh-huh. and then laugh when I saw him <laughs> about to laugh I was like ah! so that, that was how I uh, the, that was our conversation the South Wales accent is quite broad and it's musical yeah. especially if you're, from, if you're from like the Valleys area mm. and it's a lovely accent the North Wales accent is quite different and it's kind of you know even if I say it myself it's a bit bland in comparison but um, the you know um, at the Essex girl giving her go at a South Wales accent is really really funny what she could have done with that I don't know but no i understand that we've seen cheryl doing the same essex thing the only thing is that yeah do it next week if you make it but like this week was actually a branding challenge so with that actually the time for you to actually be cheryl yeah is this week and unfortunately we've seen that all the time but can you give me something else yeah i want to see cheryl essex but can you give me Something a new spin on it, yeah. A different, yeah, a different just way take it to of the next showing level. It. Be yes. Cheryl, but give us something good. Now, yeah, I love be you, brand- but don't be you. Give us less, <laughs> but give us more. Yeah, change your hair, but don't change your hair. Now you're but going, I, but now, I want to change. And, and now, now you're, you're going, going home. home. <laughs> <laughs> Poor Max. Um, I love these branding challenges because it's a real chance for. Now, the queens who do well on this, they're f- both funny and smart. You've got to be mm. both those things to do on it because you've got to have a concept. You've got to be aware of what you bring as a drag queen and you've got to distill it into like less than a minute of film usually. So, oh, she's having a sip. <laughs> and it's only like 11 in the morning. God Are the US back home getting any ASMR from this? Um, so, with um, so girls who done well in the past on this, um, Alaska, Katya. Um, Jinx, delusion, convince yourself. yourself. Um, and, y- you know, uh, Sharon, um, Fifi actually excelled on her magazine's challenge. Actually, that was a branding challenge. But um, you got to be smart and funny and, um, yeah, distill your character. So we can already see the girls who are going to do well on this. Mm. You know, it, clearly just on paper, Viv and DDC 
have this in the bag. Yes. Now, baggers, super funny, not quite as kind of like organized or smart in the way she delivers a character. So yeah. she's like not quite as much of a front runner as the other girls in this, this. But I did. Did you see Bagger's storyboard? There was a shot of it and it was hilarious. It was just like felt tip drawings of her with blonde Beautiful. hair. Yes. It was so funny. I would, it's like it's like a doodle of the inside of Bagger's mind. I do want to start breaking down the commercials, but there's another. There's a few other moments I want to discuss quickly with you, Doctor. Mm. Um, the moment where there's the walkthrough and it comes up again. Yeah. So it's obviously a lot mm. of the stuff is fabricated because RuPaul's obviously being briefed by the um, producers. No. Yes. Really? Been, they have been briefed. They're like, okay, last week the Vivian had a big uh, fight with the friend of the camper. Go. Mm. <laughs> Basically, go. Point and shoot. <laughs> and um, the question is brought up to DDC about, oh, you having any issues with any of the queens? Yeah. Do, do, I, do any of the queens here <laughs> not really appreciate you? And she's like, and then it comes up again. Yeah. And, and you got to love her approach. It's like, I'm just, I'm just being curious. Yeah. You know? Oh, I'm just being curious. I'm just going to throw a rock in, in this huge ocean and say, maybe it was the Vivian. And maybe you guys had a big fight. Maybe the two egos collided. Yeah. And so, yes. So it does come up again. Um, we, we said it does and it came up here because it, first of all it was prompted by RuPaul yes. and it's very reminiscent of um, when Raven and Tatiana yeah, you know when, Raven, when Tatiana was like going off at Raven in the finale uh-huh. and Raven was like I was asked the question yeah. I gave them my opinion in the moment that's it that's right and there's an awareness of the, the Drag Race game isn't it it's like what do the producers want from me they, yes. want, they want this storyline That so she was giving it and to DDC's credit she was giving the, the episode what it needed and getting her bit of screen time and um but viv's reaction is so funny i think because she's sitting over there with bagger and she's like um oh she's bringing her up again oh i didn't say that and she's like if you're gonna grass me up love get your facts straight <laughs> how about that sorry let's go back mm. to the beginning of the episode mm. like bagger's reaction to the fight yeah to the the, the confrontation is just Everyone, everyone, like you know, like when you're over, like hearing someone arguing or fighting, <laughs> and you you pretend you're not listening, but you're like putting your ears close as you can, and all you're like eating pop, like just really enjoying the moment. It's further evidence of Bagger being along for the ride, isn't yes. it? Yes, 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 yes. But um, so that then comes up again in the workroom where mm-hmm. the Vivian says um to Davina, basically saying, "Hi, look, I heard my name in your mouth with a RuPaul. Can we can we hash it out?" Basically, so that comes basically, a bit later, doesn't can it? We yeah. hash it up, but they have what I call the polite fight. Yeah, but like again, <laughs> I feel like Viv was With the fake laughs and the, mm. and then oh, don't talk about me, but I love you. <laughs> I love you too, but you're a bitch. <laughs> talk so about me again, I'll cut you. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. Um, Viv, I think though, at that point, approaches it with the spirit of reconciliation, which this time. DDC, I think, I don't know, she must have just worked through it, bless her. She must have just thought about it and be like, right, okay, now I actually feel it. What I said earlier about it not bothering me, I do actually feel it now. And so she accepted it. The olive branches were exchanged um, and they moved forward with a compliment. And, you know, imagine these two in the same team, you know, if they could really like combine their powers and move forward in a, in a team that they'd be a force to be reckoned with. Not that they'll have the opportunity to do that now, but well, they are. They do have a um, Juju sent me a link about Bega, the Davina the Campo, and the Vivian. They're doing a tour together. Awesome. All three of them. Okay. So obviously they're getting on now. How do I get tickets? It was for Australia, New Zealand. Okay, we're going. Well, I, I need a visit. 
<laughs> mom, mom is on my back on Facebook. I've seen, you've seen the messages. I've seen the messages. She's like, son, come home. And I'm like, mom, no. Mm. <laughs> no, mother. No, it's not. No, no, no. Um, <laughs> might be for a private conversation. But yeah. <laughs> um, also, how, how beautiful is it? Now, they seem to kind of, they're, they're really confusing me and the viewers because they've, they've done something here in this episode. They've been painting Davina the camper up with this beautiful mm. uh this lovely edit and then they try to make her look a bit like a villain. I don't this know. This episode I, I, or they try honest, to give her like a very, very like this tasteful kind of I think she does it to herself this episode. Okay. I I, th- I think I think Stuff that she's been trying to suppress really comes out and she can't help it. Bless it. She's not, you know, she's a human being. She's got feelings and it comes out, but they make good by the end. I think that's the important mm. thing. But then they they finally find a moment to give Vivian yeah. their, their vulnerability. And I've they been do. saying vulnerability a lot. And I have to, I have to say this. I'm a big fan of RuPaul and Michelle Visage's What's the Tea? I listen to a lot. I listen to their podcasts all the time, and the mm-hmm. reason I still listen to it is a because they don't break down the episodes. Yeah, so I can listen to it and I can get there. I can understand their way of thinking, and they say it all the time. They say it all the time. The vulnerability is what is going to make these queens win because yeah. the, if if, it, if someone turns on the telly and they can't relate to anyone, uh-huh. they can't root for them. You can't mm-hmm. root for the Vivian's this drag machine. She's drag perfection. Yes, so was Davina the Campo. She's drag perfection. But I'll tell you this: I have been rooting for Davina the Campo because her character and the drag performer is this amazing woman. Yeah. But behind that, behind the whole facade, she is this gentle human who I can I can relate to. Yeah. She shows her her how hurt she is, how vulnerable she is, how uh, how human she is, how honest she is. Yeah. That's what I love about Davina. But and we didn't really get to see a lot of the Vivian's vulnerability until, until this, this episode. episode yeah. And it was when she opens up about drug abuse, which is so potent, so out there in the gay community. Yeah. Um, it's it's something that a lot of people will understand, and especially in London, like... I, I, think, I ain't putting London under the bridge, but I have well, to. She's, she's talking about her experiences in Liverpool in the mm. end, isn't she? Um, I think you're right. I think it's such it's such a good and important thing that she discussed this episode. I can't, don't know, I'm trying to bring to mind, are there any... Well, Katia's been very open about her um, history with, with drug abuse as well. And um, the Viv is... You, you know, we, we see the, the human, this episode of Viv, and... I was rooting for Viv anyway, but I'm rooting for her more after this episode mm. um, because she makes come back and she really shows her humanity and she's so open and honest. And she took the other thing that I like about it as well is that she's talking about the reasons behind her drug abuse and how she got into it. And she also talks about how, you know, she, she hit rock bottom and she made some positive choices moving forward. And I think that's such an important message for people to hear that, you know, we all wish that we could wave a magic wand and make people's drug abuse problems vanish, but that's not the way it works, sadly. Um, there's no, I mean, there are medications that people can take that can help in some ways, but you can't give somebody a pill that will take away their their club drug addiction. I think pills how it starts, babe. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> You're exactly right, though. Mm. You know, it's all about the person's own intrinsic motivation and their own um, desire to move forward in a different way. And, 
it's kind of like this constant scales. It's like the risks of drug use versus the benefits of drug use because people wouldn't do it if it didn't give them something, you know. Um, and Viv talks about hitting rock bottom and then she made some choices. She went and worked in Spain and then she met her partner, um, which is such a lovely story. And now she's moving forward in a more positive way. She's left that behind and she wants to share that message. And she also makes reference to the Amistad Centre in Liverpool, yes. which is great. It's so good that she raised awareness about that organisation. They're an organisation in Liverpool who helps specifically LGBTQ people who are struggling with mental health and um, drug problems. I also want to say in London as well, mm. um, what is the, the sexual health centers there? Yeah. Um, obviously, everyone, if you're in London, please get checked regularly if you're playing around. Everybody but should. They also, they also have open like um, to talk about the drug, the drug mm-hmm. use and uh, to try to get out of the, they call it H&H. Mm. What, what do you call it? Like, um, like party drug sex yes. that kind of thing so yeah. there there are there are there are places everywhere especially in london so if if this does speak to you please look into it wherever Absolutely. you are wherever you are in england yeah. uk um the us new zealand yeah. I, i'm saying these places because these are where our, most of our listeners are from yeah. not new zealand it's american i'm really sad because <laughs> my people aren't supporting me <laughs> why aren't they supporting come me? on kiwis but that was it um, um no it was beautiful so i th- i think it was a it was a good move to finally let us see this human side to the Vivian. Like me this and you, were, we were always rooting for the Vivian. Yeah, we're, yeah, yeah. We're, I'm I'm Team Vivian and Team. We see um, her posters around town, and yes. I love it because the, the the screenshot they've chosen to use is her Pete dressed Burns. as Pete Burns. It's just layer upon layer of fabulousness. So now we get to actually look at the commercials. So what I'm going to do, Doctor, yeah. is we're going to go through all of the Queen's commercials and. At the same time, say a little bit about um, what they were wearing on the runway. Okay, great. Yeah. Okay, you happy with that? Yes, this is our structure for today. That is, so let's start with who? Davina the Campo. Okay, so Davina came with the most sort of material, didn't she? It was a very Thorgy Thor-esque approach. Thorgy Thor. <laughs> Although perhaps a little more organized than Thorgy because she seemed to be able to edit it, get in there and get it done. But everybody was a bit like, what's she doing? There's so Mm. much going on. But she was so clever about it. She was so visual. And she had a really good balance of a um, political environmental message and humor. It was great. Um, No, I... I can't. I really can't add on to that. You just. It's like we have one mind. I know. It's, it's exactly. Like one, it's like I, one mind. I could be a psychiatrist. I, I could be a performer. <laughs> um, I just wrote that it was conceptually strong. Yeah. I love that she put in an eco message. Mm-hmm. Um, it was. You, it was uh, sarcastic, funny, dry. I just don't know why she peed. I didn't understand that. Can you um, tell th- me? That was her way. The joke was she was using seawater and they used a unique process to change it into drinkable water. And that was the joke. I thought that was slightly misplaced as yeah. well. It's slightly misfired. And Do you know it, what? It was, it was a filthy I think, joke. I think that the ad could have worked without it. It could have it because the rest ever. of it was funny and clever enough and she mm. didn't need that. And it's a little bit off brand for her, you might argue. Yep. But I, I, you know, it was good. I liked it. I liked the reference to the Little Mermaid because if you know yeah. me, one of my favorite, no, my favorite Disney is Little Mermaid. That's and a I can, statement. I can quote it beginning to end with all the songs, yeah. um, all, everyone's, every, I, I can do it. It was, yeah. it was what I watched. Probably the first time my parents should have talked that I was a little homo. 
<laughs> Every week we get to choose our videos, and yeah. I always when it was my week to choose, I'd always come back with the Little Mermaid. And my yeah. brothers, and there's six of them, they'd always be like, "Oh, what Little Mermaid again?" I'm uh. like, "Yeah." <laughs> <laughs> and you're like, "Ah." That I, was off key. I mean, I, I sound off because you were choosing. I was harm. I was harmonizing. No, there, was, there was no harmony there. <laughs> Stop it. I, what I, did I, you think about her runway? Just a side note. I was I was a butch queen when I was little because I used to watch Transformers the movie on repeat. So. <laughs> Yeah. So it's mask for mask. Yeah. <laughs> you were so deep in that closet. You were in Narnia. Oh, girl. You were Aslan. Uh, you know, what a film. What a film. Check Come it out. Come on. What did you think about what she was wearing? I liked it. It was a riff. Oh, no. You, you want to say it, don't I observed you? this. Go so, on. Um, don't tread on me. Um, it was a real <laughs> reference to Debbie Reynolds in Singing in the Rain. Very much um, so. With the red hair and the... And the cool. yellow. Yeah. And she... Oh, I she, wish she started tap dancing is all I can wouldn't say. Wouldn't that have been fabulous? That would have been keeping true to what I feel yes. she was portraying. Because if she took it off and wore that... And, and she's a dancer. Mm. I don't know if she's a tapper. But she can she can sing in a four and a half octave range while doing the splits in five languages. So. <laughs> um but um, Davina, there was the um, <laughs> that was not shade. And I know you're listening to our podcast. I know you're a big fan. I know you're a Gene Teeny. Yeah. So uh, we love you. It was a reveal, and uh, you know it was widely acknowledged that the the actual overcoat was quite ugly and ill fitting. But underneath, I loved it. I I, I always like a waspy color scheme, black on yellow, mm. and you know the corset made it fitted, turned it into a little dress, and yeah, she looked fab. It was campy. Davina gives us camp, and I love that. Let's move on to Shiru Hole. Now, mm-hmm. what I want to say about Shiru Hole's ad is that I thought it was basically Alyssa Edwards' go-go juice commercial that they had to do for All yes, Stars. I, I agree. We So Alyssa's concept was that, um, how does she get energy? She drinks this go-go juice and mm. she goes from being like average and after she has a sip of her go-go juice, she's like dancing and like full yeah. of energy. I felt like Alyssa, sorry, um, Shiru Cole... Tell us how the difference between the two aren't they? I feel like Laganja, sorry. I feel like Shiro Hole um, really just took that, just really, and it doesn't really help because every podcast I keep saying who was Shiro mm-hmm. Cole. And I don't know who yeah. she is because she's just an amalgamation of previous Rue girls, with, specifically with an- Alyssa Edwards and Laganja. Um, that's all I have to say. But with a Towie twist sort of thing. Mm. Yeah, I mean, I agree. Um, I don't... I mean, I will say this episode, nobody did an atrocious job, I think. Everybody was at least... No one fell flat. Yeah, everyone was at least competent. So we're not saying that Cheryl did some terrible job. But yeah, it wasn't the funniest or most imaginative and it was derivative. Um, I guess the important, there is something to mention there in terms of her meeting her idol. Um, Now, I have a lot to say about Cheryl. Not Cheryl Hall. Cheryl, apparently she's just Cheryl now. She's mononymously Cheryl, which, you know. I'll tell you why. She rebranded herself a couple of years ago as just Be- Cheryl. Because the reason was, because I, I, as I told you, I listened to What's the Tea, which mm. is RuPaul and Michelle's podcast. The reason is because before she was Cheryl Cole, she was Cheryl Tweedy. Right. This is the order. Okay. Everybody knows I'm a really big, everybody, everybody in the world knows I'm a really big Girls Loud fan. And she, she, Cheryl isn't my favorite member, but she's the breakout star. So she was born Cheryl Tweedy. She married Ashley Cole, the footballer, and became Cheryl Cole. They split up and she married a French entrepreneur and became Cheryl Fernandez Vassini. And so her, so basically, thereafter, she became just Cheryl. Cheryl was like, it was really awkward for her to have um, 
gone through the divorce and still carry and be known and be branded as Cheryl Cole. She didn't want any links to it. to Tweedy. But she didn't want to go because uh, apparently she, it just doesn't roll off the tongue like I Cheryl Cole. So that's why she went to you know Cheryl. That's why is. she went to Cheryl. Okay, I accept that explanation. But well, you I, have to accept it. It's I, her. It's her identity and she um, wants to be known as Cheryl. So can, accept can, it. Can you please stop defending her? <laughs> um, she's not here. She's not she's your not friend. Tyra. Champagne your bills. <laughs> Um, the, I, I think it was, <laughs> I think it's a deliberate attempt to put herself among the greats. She's making herself mononymous, like Cher or Madonna, and I'm so, like, a Cheryl, Beyonce. How exactly. dare you? How do you, Miss Beyonce? How and dare Rihanna? me? <laughs> you beast. <laughs> Go on. Um, but like Cheryl, love. I'm sorry, you're not there yet. You're not Beyonce, Cher, or Madonna. Um, you're the breakout star of an That's amazing girl That's not a girl nice band. thing to say. Don't be mean. I'm not being mean. I'm being realistic. I'm being real, girl. I'm keeping it 100. <laughs> I keep I keep to 100. I, I keep to 100. 100. Um, I, I just think Cheryl's a really interesting pop culture phenomenon because she was arguably the least talented member of Girls Aloud, and yet she's the one with the solo career. Because she Well, got sorry. So- can I just say that Madonna isn't, doesn't have any talent, but she marketed herself amazingly, which is why she is as great as right. she is. Um, so if, if Madonna can do it, Cheryl can. Cheryl was not that talented, you say? If she's got a good team behind her and that's why she's rising to success, let that be. Let me tell you the crucial difference between Cheryl and Madonna. I think that we're getting off topic. Um, don't put up your hand and shush me for one thing um so madonna it does have talent Her, she's not the best singer she is a great dancer someone's credit card <laughs> whose credit card <laughs> um, madonna's talent is she was her own biggest cheerleader she's her own manager she's the one who chose the okay. projects the approaches the people she worked with and she maybe and maybe maybe Cheryl's doing the same thing she's a pop culture magpie who carved out a career for herself in adverse circumstances and became an icon beyond recognition. The best thing Madonna can do is retire. There would be no... The current mould for a solo female pop star would not be there if it were not for Madonna. So So Don't come for her. Okay. Chip your lipstick before you come (laughs) for me. You're not on my level. Do you even know Gianni Versace? (laughs) Do you even know Gianni Versace? Cheryl Hole, back to what you thought. I thought this was... Probably the best thing she's worn on the kind, runway. Kind, it, what, Although I do agree with the judges, I wish it was common complaint. I wish it was eight <laughs> inches bigger, longer. So <laughs> we've all been there. Have um, we? I think um, it actually looked better when the coat was done up. It looked. It was obviously it was a silver foil sort of futurist. Cheryl did say it reminded her of the No Good Advice video, which is true. They had silver get-ups and that. It sh- I think it should have been one layer, whatever she was doing. The mm. reveal because all the reflective surfaces, it looked really, really busy and disorganized. I and liked it without it. the coat on. I liked it when she opened it. I wish she yeah. took it off. Actually, if if, the, if she'd had just the bodysuit underneath that was longer okay. as a mini dress, or kept the coat closed, I. Had a problem with her wig. Her there was a, a hair that just kept coming out, and, and it didn't give that <laughs> that sleek. It didn't give that sleek look that I know she was trying to achieve. Yeah. The, because there was a that bit that wasn't actually like hair sprayed down or like hit down properly. All right. Next up, we have Bagger Chips. Now, what do you think of her commercial? Let's. Now I I got a few not many notes. I just read. Don't overdo the much better. Like don't well, overdo it. Isn't it so interesting, though, that she's become aware of that as, as like a meme, as a branding thing during the course of this show? When this is being filmed, she could not be, have been aware of people quoting much better. 
could she? And yet she's mm. doing it nearly every episode. I like the line, outshine your daughter with this water. <laughs> and um, I don't seem to underst- understand the ad. I, I thought it was quite uncouth and chaotic, but I, mm. I guess that's very on brand for mm-hmm. her. Yeah. So maybe she was doing a good job. Maybe I just wasn't into what she was selling. I laughed the hardest at this one. Doesn't mean I thought it was the best commercial, but I laughed the hardest at it because it was really, really funny. Okay. Um, I think it was very on brand for Bagger. You're right. It was chaotic. It was disorganized. You could argue the message got lost a little bit, but uh, that's Bagger. Yeah. That's Bagger. And I thought that it did have a it did have a concept. It was like, oh, it's zero calorie water that tastes like a chippy tea. Um, and that that's a thing. That's you know, it's disgusting, but it's potentially a market. It's a funny marketing point. What did you think of what she was what she was wearing on the runway? I have to no. say, I, it's not my. It was not my favorite outfit. No, I don't know. I th- it seemed like the hat was an afterthought. Or was, I, 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 what, I don't know what the hat was. This I mean, is truly hodgepodge. Like this, <laughs> this, bring it to the hodgepodge. 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 Hodge, hodge. Yes. The no. The spirit I, of vinegar strokes lives on in Bago. <laughs> <laughs> um, so Bagger was actually finally called out on her runway looks which we have been commenting on for a few weeks and she's had free passes for being mm. likeable and funny um, so she does seem to have like it's almost like she dresses older and she uses like older women and older stars which is great which is a really th- cool thing as a reference point for her fashion she's often in like a pantsuit kind of thing and Graham was right it was quite a lot Liza Min- from the neck down quite a lot can't even say it a Liza Minnelli kind of look um, it's the kind of thing you know that she wore all the time in Arrested Development um, and that thing on her head was just an afterthought yeah. it was like she had a few bits that she thought oh this gives raindrops I'm going to wear it this is campy or should work mm, yeah it was, it was a miss for me sorry let's go on to Blue Hydrangea her ad uh, one thing I have to say about Blue Hydrangea is that she's got um the same face yeah that same character face mm-hmm. that she's used throughout the show um I, there's not much variety in it mm-hmm. and i i with i mean a performance without levels is just one note mm-hmm. and you don't want to see one note i want to see i want to see a whole plethora <laughs> a symphony uh, yes i want to I, I do that's what i want to see and mm. i just feel like she, she really does have one one note um I just I loved the name Blue Hydration. Blue Hydration. That's very clever. I just wish she used hydration as like Blue Hydration. It will hydrate you or something, or and it hydrates you. She 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 really should have taken advantage of that play yeah. on words, and it would have actually strengthened the marketing mm-hmm. of it. So in contrast to Davina, I think is in a way she's kind of going for a similar thing because she had a, a sort of intelligent political message that she's trying to inject humor in, but. It was so polar opposite, and she was never able to blend it properly. Yeah. So, as Davina, it was sort <laughs> like, of like makeup. It, how ironic because her blending skills in makeup is amazing. Yeah. However, when it comes to performance, blending goes out the window. She's it's... less able to achieve seamlessness. Have you like seen, seen um, John McClane on um, no. YouTube? Seamlessness. No. I'm sure he's got fans out there listening. Yeah. Um, so, um, whereas Davina could interweave them seamlessly. Um, with blue it was kind of like right i'm making a statement about political well p- the oppression of lgbtq people in northern ireland but now i'm gonna I, check off the bottle exactly and i'm gonna blow it now i'm gonna blow the bottle it was you know what it was desperate it was it was it was it was, it was desperate to to be funny it was and again you know she mentioned oh mary berry got me some laughs so i've got to be filthy mm. and it's, it's about her exploring herself as a queen i guess it's indicative of a branding challenge you gotta know your brand going yeah. in there She's learning about her brand. Well, no, I, th- I think her brand 
is Instagram. Her brand, she is known for being an Instagram queen. She she's known for being a look queen, and I just, I, don't, I don't think she knows how to translate that outside of a YouTube tutorial. Oh, girl. So guys, anyway, let's go to her runway look. She had the best runway look for me. I thought it was super pretty. It was very... I lo- you cannot clock the... There it is. Like, her makeup is amazing. It was very Katy Perry, very rainbow bright. I feel like um, Blue um, is very good at giving... Well, I think she draws a lot of reference from, like, fun, cartoonish, multicolored, bright palettes, you know? Yeah. I-, I would imagine she's a big fan of, like, um, fun, femme cartoon characters like Rainbow Bright. Um and I thought it was really pretty. She does. She did. Her makeup was gorgeous yet again. She's so graphic with yes. her makeup. The one thing it was, though, like she kind of did the double eye thing. The, do you remember Do- Dolly, Dolly Black, Black did it on um, on Dracula? I don't think they were the first. I've, I've seen it a few times. Yes, I'm sure queens. that they didn't invent it kind of yeah. thing. But, you know, they're kind of popularizing it. And I do always find that slightly unsettling, that minor criticism. You, you say uh, that, but you didn't realize that until we went to like an ECU over an extreme close-up. But from the distance, yeah. from an audience, you don't see that. I, I Minor criticism. I think the mm. makeup could have done without that because otherwise she had those gorgeous kind of like... Because the makeup was running in the rain, wasn't it? And it was kind of like... Well, for me, it looks like her eyes are also running as well. And I think that was the effect she was trying to give. I think I don't know. There's different ways of doing Let's it. Let's talk about the Vivian. Um, the Vivian Let was my us. favorite ad for sure. Me too. So, Ev- absolutely. Everything spoke scarce women. And when I, when I yeah. moved to Liverpool, I have to tell you this is what happened. I kept hearing from Dr. Tom here yeah. about the, the, the glamorous Scouse woman. And he was like, no, you'll see them. They're, they're out and about on a Friday night. They're in their robes. Um, but And they 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 got their tan on. they got their lips plumped. Yeah. Um, they've got their rollers in. And yeah. I kept looking around for these queens mm. in Liverpool. Never did I see a Scouse woman. However, I had a gig. I, was, um, I performed at London Pride this mm-hmm. year. And I had to catch a train yeah. to rehearsal. Yeah. And on that train, lo and behold, in front of me sat... One about seven, seven of these glamorous yeah. Scouse women and a gay. They were, of course, they, they, of course, they, token they, yeah, <laughs> with a token gay. Yeah. And they had the prosecco at the ready. Yeah. They had the all of them had their hair and curlers. Yeah. They had had freshly made tan on mm-hmm. them. Their lips were plucked, and they were they had like streamers and balloons and like signers. Like it was someone's birthday. Yeah, and I was like, oh my god! It was the first time I saw them, and I was I was. I was in awe, and they're playing Celine Dion, and and I, you yeah. know, like, come on, it, it came on. I started singing. Of course, I, I you did. did. I started singing along with it, and they saw me, and then they offered me as some drinks, yeah. and then I was, and then I went up to them, and I'm like, hi, look, Tom, Tom, tell me all about this, <laughs> the, the Scouse woman, and I finally get to see. It. Yeah. Can I have a photo? So I took photos with them. Yeah. I spent the whole time kicking them, and there was another gay. I didn't know he was gay, but there's another guy. He was, was a gay. There was another guy sitting behind me to my right, and he was like, he, I could see him like bobbing along Gagging to in. Celine Dion, yeah. and we made eye contact, and mm. I was like, oh, come join the party, girl. I did. I was like, hey, hey. A couple of looks, and then he came and sat opposite yeah. me, and they gave him a drink. So, they the Scouse woman unites the gays. There are several things there about you know a classic Scouse woman there in that there's warmth and inviting and friendship, and there's bringing the party yes. and there's glamour. And the minute I, the second I saw the Vivians, a Scouse woman, yeah. I just I was transported so back funny. to them. That's exact. That's exactly. It. They were wearing the the hair rollers. She, they yeah. had their tan on. Their lips were. 
plumped and so, they had the robe they had robes on so and the train absolutely. how amazing how amazing was that so it was amazing a, i loved it you know if, if did i tell you it was amazing it was amazing yeah. you had an experience yeah it was good you know if you're if you pop to the shops in liverpool on a saturday afternoon you'll see the scout women and they're in it's like they're sending out a message like i'm getting ready to party tonight guys and it's gonna be fantastic and their hair is in rollers like i say they're in their juicy i'm in a cocoon i'm in a cocoon yeah jasmine their their tan's freshly done they're gonna have a shower they're gonna get their makeup done profesh you know they've got their asos order on the way and um they're just going to turn the party tonight and they want everybody to know it. And so Viv was doing that with her heated rollers in her hair. She had the baby. She chucked the baby. It was so funny. Um, and then, you know, the, the thing about the husband in the garage whipping up the concoction. It was just, it was funny, thought out. There was a concept. And every time she said, I'm dripping, I was dripping. laughing. Yes. Yeah. And she said, I felt like there was a... And a little nod and homage to Scylla Black and, and some of the things that she did say, I thought it was. So, you know, you could argue Scylla Black is kind of like an archetype of the it kind was, of a tough, glamorous Scouse woman of, yes. of yesteryear. The, the thing about Vivian's that was so beautiful, it was simple. It was simple. It was mm-hmm. like, I'm a Scouse mother with children, but when I drink this, I'm moist. It was, it was simple. simple, <laughs> it was, simple and she had the transformation. So it was, it was simple, and but she... Added to the simplicity yeah. of the concept, she added Vivian to it. Like, How can I make it funny? How can I make it a snatch game character? How yeah. can I win this? That's right. So she won She's it. She's intelligent. About She's very it. smart about it. Like the best concepts are simple. Yeah, you and don't need to do too much. Keep it simple, but make it expensive. And she dropped in little scousers and was like available in all good offies and approved by, by me ma. ma. Yes. <laughs> and drier than me nan on a Saturday night. So she was great. I loved her commercial and her runway was oh, like my alpha favorite. bar. I love the conscious because Rain's supposed to make a witch melt, but mm-hmm. she was a strong witch. Yeah. She was like, no, that's like that's what I thought because yeah. you know, like you know, if you pour rain water on a witch, they melt. Yeah. But she was embracing it. She was so she was yeah. she was a glamorous witch. It was beautiful. It was it was it was very theatrical. Such a strong look, so theatrical. Um, she gave me Thunder Goddess via mm. Pete Burns. Um, because it, Pete Burns had a really gothic face, and it really gave me those vibes. Yeah. Um, there was the kind of like Victoriana of the hat and the dress. It was almost like she was in mourning, and she was like. She was like like a femme murky dismal again from Rainbow Bright, like just bringing the rain. Everybody else, as she points out, everybody else was shielding themselves from the rain. She was bringing the rain. Mm. She was stunning. I love this is one of my favorite, if not my absolute favorite, Viv look. I I would have loved if she started crawling on her knees because you wouldn't see it instead of like walking up because you know in like Alphabet's version mm. of Defying Gravity yeah. she she goes up into the sky so anyway, that wouldn't have happened yeah. um, no that's it so these are all the commercials um, while the judges yes while the judges are deliberating there's a moment in Untucked that's quite oh I don't know how to say it it's the moment with Bagger where Bagger just seems yes. to have thrown in the towel mm-hmm. the first time she you know what I just felt like it was the first time she actually didn't get good critique because she'd been top 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 the whole way through yeah. She's she got the most badges it was like the first time she got something negative she was like okay I'm out I'm tapping out Absolutely, I don't like it yeah. I don't like it We've said about Bagger all along. She's got that sense, that party sense about it. she's there for a good time. And it's almost like she's taking the competition in her stride. She just happens to win. But like, as soon as she gets a little bit of bad feedback, she's like, okay, I'm over it. This isn't fun anymore. Bye. She did say it was 
I did feel like maybe it was a coping mechanism for her. She was concealing her disappointment. Yeah. With, um, with, with la- I don't care. To, she would, and also, she started trying to laugh about it. She tried to laugh, and then Vivian, and they were like, you're actually yeah. pissing me off. And she's yeah. trying to make a joke of the moment. So Viv was trying to cheerlead her friend. Yeah. But beca- quickly became quite annoyed but she was by her look- flippant attitude. She was looking at all the excuses. She's like, but you guys are teeny boppers. I'm a nana. Mm. And she, 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 yeah, um, she was like, uh, I'm not in the right outfit. She she she, she started like coming, yeah you are she started yeah she was like you're in a freaking leotard take the head off and, and there's an excuse every step it, it's safety pinned at the back you can keep the coat on it's like, oh I've got this thing on my head it was excuse after excuse it she was, was like she, she, it seemed like she was and it was really really like well, Viv was over it I don't know but what the excuses what do you, gosh can you sip your G and T in the morning a bit quieter please I'm thirsty what. Well, well, Give me your, what's your doctor opinion on this? What's your psychiatry opinion? Can you talk me through what you think's happening? Imagine that's a couch and you're a, apparently you're a psychiatrist. Allegedly. Allegedly. Mm. What's happening here? What is this? I I think at this moment in time, uh, Bagger's just not willing to connect with her feelings about the situation. Not willing, not able to, because it's too painful, I think. Um I think she she touched on it last week that she's really, really surprised at how well she's doing this competition. Mm. Um, she's not expected herself to do as well as she has. And now when that bubble is briefly burst, um, it's, I think it's really painful for her. And so she's concealing that with, with a flippant attitude and she's not connecting with it. If I were having a chat with, with Bagger, obviously in this situation, there's no time because she's got to prepare for a lip sync that she hasn't prepared for, she tells us. Is it just another excuse though? I think because so. Because during yeah. the lip sync, she's singing along. Did you see mm, that? Yeah. 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 Um, I would, um, I'd, I'd just be giving her a bit of space. I'd let her, I'd let her. Feel her feelings. Feel her feelings. And I'd, I'd keep the door open and just let her return to me for a bit of support if she wanted it. Um, which Viv kind of does. She's in the sense that she storms off to have a cigarette and just leaves her to it. <laughs> um, but, um, yeah, I'd I'd kind of I'd approach in a gentler way than Viv because um, Bagger's digging her heels in with this, and she's like, "No, no, don't care, don't care." And Viv's like, "You're pissing me off now," and she goes. But I think a, a gentler approach would have been better. The Just thing of, knowing that the support's there and the door's open. Mm, the other side of this is that when it comes back to the judging, Bag is actually safe. Now the winner mm. of this is the Vivian. Can we give her a clap? Round of applause. Round of applause for the Vivian, who's made an amazing comeback coming. Back from a, a lip sync the previous week to winning this yeah. one. Um, no, she definitely deserved it. She had yeah. the best commercial and conceptually she had a very strong runway look. Definitely. This is such a good episode for Viv because like you say, it's, it's a redemption it's moment. It's a redemption moment and it's a hu- humanizing it's a, moment yes. for her. And um, it's another win. She's now up there with, with Bagger. Bagger with three. And the bottom two is Blue Hydrangea and uh, Cheryl Hole. Cheryl Cole. What's what's what Cheryl Hole. Cheryl Hole. The okay. pop star is called okay. Cheryl now. What they didn't make it to New Zealand, so I'm <laughs> sorry that I don't know this. Okay, now let's look about the lip sync. Now, I thought it was a good li- a good lip sync, and the keyword here is it was a good lip sync. Yeah. Now, for me, Cheryl, you've been talking so much about being a lip sync assassin, so I was like, okay, cool. Not only are you finally lip syncing, but you're lip syncing to your namesake, uh-huh. and you obviously in the song. I was ready to see some Trinity K Bonet. I was ready to mm. see a Naomi Smalls versus um Manet Exchange. Oh. That um, come rain or come shine. I was, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I was ready to see an Alyssa versus Coco, mm-hmm. 
And for lipstick assassin that she claimed to be, I was like, no, you're not an assassin. There was no assassin. That was not a ninja. Um, you're safe. You don't need life insurance. You're, you're, you're a good girl. You're a good girl. Like, you don't need any of that. That was not an assassination at yeah. all. Um, her death drop, that, that she that jumping death drop, wasn't really a death drop. Um, she didn't land properly. That She didn't land in the mm. death drop. She just gave the illusion and the height of putting her legs up, but she landed wrong. Yeah. It was wrong. Um she was a pointer sister, which is what I call and... when a lot of the time you just point, 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 point. But these are just the things that I picked up on. Overall, yes, Cheryl was good. Cheryl, you're a good yeah. dancer. You're not an assassin. I'm sorry, but I did I did find I did like what I saw. Yeah. I do want to give props to Blue Hydrangea. Blue Hydrangea performed her ass off. Um she actually gave her a good run for her money. She came out with passion, didn't she? she? Yeah, she came at it with passion yeah. and she was like, I'm not gonna give up. And that's what I love. She was a fighter. She was a fighter till the end. There's a little bit of literal dancing from Blue when were The baby, baby. Yes, I saw it was baby, that. which I always think is such a weird interpretation of baby one thing that i want to say with performances is that you have to have textures yeah when it comes to a performance you have to have textures now i felt like blue hydrangea the whole time was just giving 100 percent, 100 percent every single moving bam 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 mm. what Cheryl did cleverly which i think you need to do any performer is that you need to let moves breathe you need to give it like a hundred a hundred and then simmer and then let it mm. simmer and then give a little bit of a ooh, something mm. something something ooh. give it down so that way when there's textures in your movement yeah. it makes it that much stronger you're telling a story yes. through your movements and it makes sure that it marries the lyrics yeah. um, but no I thought that it was a good lip sync and that's basically all I have to say I, like I, thought, I, I thought I had nothing to say with the lip sync and then all of that came <laughs> out I was like oh it, it's, it's very, I do have an opinion it's very rare that you have nothing to say dear <laughs> um, I liked um, Blue giving Cheryl a hug in the middle of it I did yeah, and it was, it was such a genuine moment because yeah, they seemed to have struck up a real friendship Yes. Like, I really hope that that endures because they seem to have found a kinship there. Yeah. And there was a nice sincere hug afterwards. And I, do you know, I really liked Blue's like genuine humour came out because Cheryl's like, I'm going to come say uh, in Belfast. And she's like, that's a book, yay. <laughs> yeah, I love that. Yeah. My actual favourite part of the lip sync is there's a part, do you know the song? I'm the aware of I, it. Yeah, yeah, kind of part. Yeah, yeah, I'm aware of it. There's a part where there's that ah, yeah, yeah part, and Michelle Visage is doing the whole head nod to it. Mm. That is actually what I what my favorite part of the lip sync was. <laughs> it was finding the subtlety in the music, and then finding a subtle movement that actually accentuates yeah. that subtlety. It's and and that's for me was brilliant. You know so Michelle Visage stole the runway, the lip sync for me. We choose the winner, yes. Shantae Michelle Visage days <laughs> for another season. Okay. <laughs> There's no been Santino re- Rice for you. You stay. Gosh, Santino. Right? Oh, is that what you're saying? Um, th- there's been a real theme this season, though, of ex-girl band or current girl band members being on the judging panel and one of their songs being uh, played. Well, maybe it's cheaper. Maybe, they, maybe they, yeah, maybe, they, maybe, maybe it's they, like a bonus package. Yeah, or maybe, maybe it's cheaper yeah. rights for it. Who knows? Um, the winner of the lip sync. So, do you have anything else you want to say about the? Um, you shouldn't because you're a psychiatrist, not not a dancer. Yeah, I have no opinions so, on performance. I'm pretty or sure we can move on. Or anything. Yeah, yeah, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> no, um, so that was it. The winner was Cheryl. 
Congratulations, Cheryl. You yeah, did deserve that deserve win. It, yeah. it was very much deserved. Not contentious. But I'm a bit sad to see Blue go because I actually yeah. did like her. I really did. I I, I thought yeah. that she had a lot to bring. So, you know what? This just reinforces the fact that I'm right. I told you the top three were going to be Bagger, Vivian, and DDC. And you said, no, Crystal well, or Blue Hydrangea are going to be there. There's no way Cheryl can be in the top three because, like... It's a makeover challenge next week. She's not a good makeup queen. It's going to be her and Beggar probably in the bottom. I don't know. Well. I don't want to speculate, but... We, um, we can only speculate because we don't have Crystal Ball mm. um, or Crystal Beth. Um, the I think I felt like the producers are giving Blue a little bit of a push the past couple of weeks, but that hasn't continued. I think, yes, looking at the makeover challenge next week, um, I, I think Viv and DDC have it in the bag. You know, it's going to be a lovely episode, I think, because they're making over um, mums and sisters. Always great. Reminds me of that All Stars 2 episode. Um, and yeah, I think it's inevitable that Bagger and Cheryl will be in the bottom. It'd be a surprise if they're not next week. Not to say that they're terrible, but, you know, this is the creme de la creme now. Yeah. And, um, you know, just given how Bagger behaved this episode, who knows? Could Cheryl send her home at the last minute and be in the top three with no repeater badges we'll see all right well that was the episode um right now what we're gonna do is we're gonna we've cut up some clips of the mm. interviews that we did last night at the rupaul's drag race quiz in liverpool Yay. that we lost we came second we second place to worthy loser. competitors eh. <laughs> and we've we've got nah. what we won was an open invitation to return next season it was Basically, we get to go back for All Stars. We're the Eureka <laughs> O'Hara's. We're going back for All Stars. And, um, <laughs> we're gonna we're galvanized and we're ready to take the crown. We're focused and ready to take the crown. Um, no, so um, here we're gonna play a few clips of it now. And yep, here we go. All right, we're back. We've just finished one. We've got a fan here. Can I grab your name and where you're from? Yes, uh, my name is Stanley, and I'm from New York City. All right, so you're watching the latest RuPaul's Drag Race UK, yes? Yes. What can you say the differences between what you're seeing in RuPaul's Drag Race UK and what we see in Drag Race RuPaul's US and just US drag in general? Um, the queens in the UK are funnier and they are raunchier. Yes. And I like that. Also, it, uh, it reminds me of the earlier seasons of, of US Drag Race when... It was more about who you were and not the clothes you brought. Are you saying that US is more about maybe the look and about the designer than about what you actually present? Yes, now it's more about the but the clothes you bring to the competition and not what kind of queen you are and what kind of performer you are. What do you, who are you voting for? Who are your top two? Top two? Who are your top two queens for the RuPaul's Drag Race UK? Uh, bag of Chips. And it was Blue Hydrangea. So you've seen the latest episode? <laughs> I don't want to break any news or do you? I've seen the latest one. Yes. Yeah. Uh, Baga and Blue. How are you finding the quiz so far? The quiz night here? Uh, it's much more difficult than I thought it was going to be. What's the difference in the scenes from the UK scene and the US scene? I haven't been to that many shows in the UK, but I think in the UK it's more comedy based. There are comedy queens in the US, but in the US now, maybe because of Drag Race, uh, it's a lot more like who can do splits and death drops and performing, whereas in the UK it's more they tell jokes and they entertain the crowd and they're more hosts 
So I think that's the, the main difference. Thank you. Can I ask you a question? Yes. Alaska, do you see? Um, so I, I popped to New York. I said no. <laughs> then I would, I would politely, I would, I would leave you be. <laughs> um, no, I'm, I, I went to New York once, and by fortune, I bumped into Monet Exchange, and she was lovely. Have you met any of the many New York queens who've been on RuPaul's Drag Race or seen them perform? Not, I, I haven't seen the, uh, the New York, any of the New York queens live who've been on the show. Uh-huh. Oh yes, I have, Thorgy. What was Thorgy like? Thorgy, Thor, so Thorgy's bar is a block away from my, the, her host bar, the bar that she goes to, um, is a block away from my apartment. So I would go watch, when she was on All Stars, I would go watch her there. Uh, Thorgy's hilarious. She's a great host. Uh, and her, she would do a number at the end of every episode. She would, and, um, and she's a great performer, but she's a very funny host. And she's not shy about uh, sharing any tea, regardless of how dirty or nasty or mean it is about the girls. While we're on the topic then, would you like to pass on any of Thorgy's tidbits? Oh gosh, I, last time I saw her was when she was on All Stars. I'd have to think about that. I'm sure I can come up with something, but I don't know off the top of my head. Um, uh, but yeah, Thorgy's great performance. I've, I've seen Acid Betty, but just she lives in my neighborhood, so I haven't seen her perform. Her, her bar is uh, a block away from Thorgy's bar, and the cover to get in when she is performing is half the price of Thorgy's bar. Oh, that is insane! And, and, and she also goes to my gym, and she has, um, she puts her sticker. Acid put. Oh, this is mean. Acid puts her stickers on the lockers. Yeah. <laughs> And she's a top because I've seen her on Grinder. <laughs> well, there we have it. Plenty of tea spilt there. Thank you very much for chatting to us. Yeah, you're welcome. Have a, uh, thank you so much. Revisiting our friend here um, about the tea that Thorgy spilt. What was the tea? Uh, that Drag Race wanted to do an all-winners season, except one of the winners refused to do it. Was it Tyra Sanchez? I don't think she was allowed, to be honest, so I don't think she counts. Who was the queen? Thorgy hinted that it was Violet. Not Bianca, but Violet. Oh, that is interesting. Hey, back with Spillin' and GNT. So I'm talking to the winners of this drag race quiz. They beat us by one point. We're a bit bitter, but who cares? Matt. Uh, Dan. And where are you guys from? I'm from Scarborough. And I'm from Liverpool. Who do you think is going to win RuPaul's Drag Race UK? And who are you voting for? So we've had a bet from the start of this season. Um, and Matt chose Blue Hydrangea as the winner and I chose the Vivian. So I've already won. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm still, I'm probably still rooting for the Vivian, I yes. think. Yeah. Uh, who, who are your top two? If it's Vivian and who else, who would you choose? Davina. 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 Yeah. Why not Davina over the Vivian? Well, I think we, I think we want Davina to win, don't we? Yeah. But um, just for pride's sake and for home city's sake, um, I'm probably rooting for the Vivian. But yeah, Davina's probably the sentimental favourite at this point. And Vivian's been the strong one all the way through, hasn't she, yeah. really? And yeah, yeah. likes an upset. We like a bit of a, um, yeah. a uh, controversial ending. So yeah, Davina, I think, is, is our sentimental pick. We want to know, what do you think the difference is between the US drag and the UK drag? I think it's probably a bit more rough and ready in the UK. It doesn't seem as polished, but in a sort of endearing way. Um, people are really honest and, um, I don't know, just a bit, a bit more uh, sort of forthright with what their opinions are. It doesn't seem as rehearsed, almost. Um, 
but it's, it's, it's really authentic I like it crewness like <laughs> they're just disgusting <laughs> it's brilliant in the back, in the UK drag is disgusting Thank you. what was your name again <laughs> Matt <laughs> so there's a difference he's on, he's on record for saying that that was that was all him not me at all well then that's it congratulations on the win what a bunch of great guys they were lovely, again. They? Stanley yeah. if you're out there listening to the podcast which I hope you are mm-hmm. um, thank you for letting us interview you yeah. same to you Dan and Mark also yeah. try to get in touch with us because Stanley if we come to New York we're staying at yours <laughs> I mean you're just down the road from Thorgy and Acid Betty accommodation in New York's expensive no pressure there we're officially like. friends <laughs> no, but I love the tea that was spilled the yeah. G&T come it's on so Violet Chachki because we talked about the all winners cycle last episode didn't yeah. we we thought Tyra was the missing maybe she is um, but hearing Violet Chachki is also one yeah. of the queens that didn't want to participate in an all winners cycle hmm mm-hmm. Makes me wonder if at this point Violet would see it as not helpful to her brand to go back on Ooh, Drag Race. Is she doing the posh spice? That's what I'm thinking. Yeah, yeah, yeah that um, it wouldn't help her in her current pursuits. Whereas other girls would be grateful of a very similar sort of exposure, probably. Yeah. And um, yeah. Well, anyway, that is a spilling the GNT. Thank you to everyone that took part, mainly me, you, and those at the quiz. Yeah. Um, please follow us now. It's official. We've just, I mean, I've been toying around with social media, but we mm-hmm. do have an Instagram now. We do have a Facebook, and I'm working on the website, which should be live next week. Just trying to find out where podcasters go, podcast listeners go. It's really, really hard because Instagram's a look thing, but we're yeah. trialing all out. Whatever works, works. We'll keep with that. Yep. So please follow us and most importantly subscribe to us if uh-huh. you're on iTunes or Spotify so we'll see you next week um, thanks for joining us in Splinter GNT with yep. myself Polo and Dr. Tom we'll see you next week lots of love see you soon bye bye bye